Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roll up, roll up. Hello and welcome to the Humor Experiment. This is your host Dottie May. So good to have you with me again this Monday. Um, hope you've had a good week and that you've had lots of laughs. Um, it was a bit hot there for a while, all summer. Um, that wasn't funny. And then we got a bit of rain <laughs> and all of a sudden I have the energy to laugh again. It's very good. It's good for the soul. Um I just wanted to give a big shout out to an awesome local theatre company, the Backyard Theatre Collective. They have just been so wicked, reached out to them a little bit this week for some contacts and they just went above and beyond. So kudos to them. And just a recommendation, if you're in the theatre scene or interested in local theatre, please check them out, give them a like because they are just kick-ass human beings um, that deserve all our support and they've got some really great theatre coming coming out of their company. So very, very cool. Um, our guest today is a, a cool one. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm really excited to introduce to you our guest. Um, it was quite an interesting uh, situation in getting the guest on today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I We were at – well, I was um, watching the Raw Comedy Finals in Queensland and I went up to this guest and asked him if he'd like to be on the podcast after seeing his awesome set. And then pretty much straight after – He actually won the Queensland final and I made sure that the first thing that I said to him afterwards was, don't forget that I invited you on the show before you won. (laughs) It felt like you were placing your bets. It felt like you went, you know what? That was pretty decent. I'm going to get in here real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we got this podcast. You're going to be on it. All right, let's let's get back to the show. Oh, what's that? You won? Okay. Okay, I'll see you. Please welcome our amazing guest, Siraj. Hello. (laughs) What? What kind of crap? Yeah. Yeah, Siraj is in the house. (laughs) How do you say your last name? Kolaka. 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 Yeah. That's great. There you go. This is a really long cheer track. Yeah, it's pretty. I like it. It's good. Yeah. It was a slow brew. As yeah, well. yeah. It's they they took time to like register it, and then they got really into it. It's, it's good. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I for this episode, I have done the the biggest um, amount of background checking that I've done so far. Jesus, just that's to intimidate concerning. you. <laughs> I did a bit of a Facebook stalk. I researched some concepts and issues that I thought might arise, okay. like constructive issues. There you go. Um, so this isn't an intervention. People aren't yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. out and be like, it's a rage. There's an ul- ulterior motive here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Felt like that. Which I'm excited to reveal to you. Mm-hmm. No, not really. I've just actually gotten more curious and interested in how to interview people better mm-hmm. to get, you know, better responses and more interesting content. Yeah. So you're my you're my first trial of this newfound I'm the, knowledge. I'm the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, yeah. So I'm sorry that you felt a little bit uh, uh, strategically sourced at the Royal Comedy. No, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> I was like, hey, somebody believes in me. <laughs> it would have been weird if I didn't win. And afterwards, you're like, you know what? We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a kick, you know. When that would down. Been, kind that of would thing. have been brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like, we still on for that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a solid. Maybe <laughs> we'll see you around. How have you been since your win? Yeah, good. I was surprised I won, to be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun. Like I, I knew the set went all right. Yeah. But uh, you never know. Yeah. So I was just sitting there, um, hoping. You know, and when they said my name, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, that's me. Yeah. And uh, it's been good. Um, They've sorted my flights to Melbourne. Oh, my gosh. So cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Uh, It's kind of surreal. Yeah. You know, jokes I wrote have bought me a ticket. Wow. Which is going to be weird. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited, you know. So a couple of weeks from now, grand final in Melbourne. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Wow. Mm. And so um, how many people are in the grand final? Uh, I think they'll have like a dozen or so contestants. Yep. And Town Hall, I think, will have like 2,000 people. Oh, my God. So that's that'll be, awesome. That'll be a bit of a crowd, yeah. Oh, I mean, like competition aside. <laughs> yeah. For like a comedian to have access to 2,000 It's nuts. Listeners. Yeah. Like your your fan base can just explode from that one. Oh, they'll forget me as soon as I leave the stage. Will they? They'll be like, man, that guy was hilarious. What was his name? That's, that's, no. how, every comedi- that's how every comedian that crushes <laughs> at any festival is remembered. They're like, man, that one guy was really funny. And then nobody knows their name. Well, you know what they say in terms of like memory? You've got to say something to someone three times right. and they'll remember. So work in your name three yeah, times. Yeah, I just close by saying my name three times. <laughs> They're like, that was so weird. Like, I know his name, but I also didn't enjoy it. So I'm not going to, I'm going to remember not to follow his career now. That'll be an interesting dichotomy. No, I think, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, but Mm. I like how humble you're keeping your attitude. (laughs) If Am I? (laughs) Yeah, like self-deprecating potentially, which is a common situation in comedy. Yeah. We get a lot of comedy out of that stuff. Of course. I mean... You, you got to laugh at yourself first. Yes. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can make fun of other things too. When did you come at that insight? Stand up. Yeah. Like, when did I want to do it? Yeah, well, like that insight of going, um, you've got to laugh. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself first. Yeah, I mean, you see like, um, I, I think a good example would be I saw, before I started, like six months before I started, I went to an open mic and I saw... Uh, this guy die on stage. Yep. And then as he was dying, he, he was going, you know what? Uh, he's like getting all defensive and mm-hmm. like started quoting things he's done and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, that is, that is not the way to go. That is not the hill to die on. So I was you, like, you right. see the audience response to that and go, oh, that's, that's not the feels we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, let's start with ourselves. Yeah. And then skill up to making fun of other things. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a great, yeah, that's a great approach. Do you think you can make fun of yourself as well without sort of shredding your self-esteem? Because I think, you know, there's definitely that discussion a lot amongst comedians. I mean, even Hannah Gadsby like Mm. addresses that in her special of like going, she didn't want to be at the brunt of her jokes anymore. Yeah. I think uh, it ends up being uh, how personally affected you get by it. Right. So if it's something that is a source of uh, emotional tension for yourself yep. and you're only using humor to relieve that, well, then that's not emotionally healthy. Yeah. But if it's something you're comfortable with and you enjoy writing jokes about because it's part of your personal experience, yep. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think audiences can really pick up on that really quickly when you're not settled with something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't feel good about laughing at this. (laughs) They can tell it's a bit too close to your, you know, uh, nerves. Yeah, like you haven't quite managed to distance yourself from it. Yeah, they're like, that that feels raw. (laughs) It feels like he's still there. Yeah. I feel like laughing is going to be bullying him right now. (laughs) Have you had that experience? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, situation? you know, you play with an idea and you, you want to generate empathy in a crowd because that gets them on your side. But when you generate too much, then that just becomes like, okay, I can't even laugh now because I just want to give this dude a hug. Right. <laughs> You're like, can we stop the show just so I can... Um Oh, I just totally bleeped. That's going to be in the track. Let's do it. I'm such a rookie. We're a Windows sponsored. (laughs) The theatre company and Windows are two people that we... Do you find that when you're watching other people do their stand-up that you learn more from watching like the pitfalls and the stuff that they they don't quite land? Yeah, I mean, um, you can can learn from your own failures, but you don't want to have every one of your learnings be from your own failures because yeah. then you're, you're just out there failing a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, it's good to watch other people at your level as well um, and see where they do things right, where they screw up and kind of, you know, yep. grow from that. Yeah. One of my favorite things that just happened in the last couple of minutes was you making sure you were exactly at the right point to continue the recording. <laughs> And I just wanted to address that. That was that was my favorite thing. That was good. Just because I was so serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. You were like in the zone. I could see like that eye of the tiger. I want to pick up exactly where I left off. You've and just I'm given like, it away, man. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna talk about it ad nauseum, and then you're gonna be like, God damn it, Suraj. You've given me away. <laughs> Shit. No, um, totally got, uh, had some technical difficulties <laughs> a second ago. Tried to just cover that up. You gave me away. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. You got a soundboard and everything. Yeah, you can totally have fun with it too, man. You've got these five. These five buttons you're Very allowed nice. to touch. These ones are responsible for the shark tank under your seat. Ah, there you go. So don't touch them. I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like Dr. Evil in his lair. <laughs> um, so what got you into comedy? What was the, the pulling force there? Um, I think, so I'm an only child. Yeah. So I think that was a huge contributor. You know, yeah. I got way too much attention as a kid and then <laughs> I grew great. up and then I was like, I still need more attention and validation. 
So I was like, all right, strangers it is. Yeah. Strangers in a pub. This is perfect. <laughs> um, but I watched a lot of stand-up, like religiously. I watched it yep. a lot for like a decade. And uh, it always felt, you know, so divorced from reality. You know? But uh, then I was like, all right, let's give it a crack. Went to an open mic. And that went surprisingly okay. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is it. Nice. Because I was trying a, a dozen things at that time to figure out what I wanted to do. Okay. So, you know, I was writing, I was um, drawing, I was... There's there's shitty uh, freestyles of mine on SoundCloud, which I'm telling nobody about. <laughs> Basically, I was we'll trying to... put the to, link in the show notes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's great. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do creatively that yeah. I could be also good at. Uh, and I failed at, you know, all those other things. I was yeah. like, I'm clearly garbage at this, but it was fun. <laughs> and then I was okay at this and I thought, all right, we found it. Yeah. So what was it about the creative side of things that, that was the draw for you like why we like it's got to be something creative yeah i don't know i think uh you always want to do something fresh and something new because that feels um better than you know i for me at least like i felt i if i if i go create something and people respond to that yeah i mean what can be better than that so whether that is you know a painting or a drawing or a poem or or you know, an essay or, or a joke, whatever yeah. it is, if you can create something from scratch and uh, evoke an emotional response from someone, yeah, that's pretty special. That's true. I'd agree. And I, th- and I think like similarly to what you're saying, when you create something from scratch and it's from you, what, like, I, I don't know what you're, what I hear you saying is that like, it can't be matched. So it's kind of like, a reflection of you, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's kind of a snapshot of where you are at that time as well. Yeah. So you kind of go back and look at stuff you did two years ago. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's where I was uh, in my you know, growth and understanding of things and all yeah. that. And it kind of like informs how you do things. That's why um, you should never throw out a joke you write. Because yeah. uh, even if it doesn't work, you might come back a year later and now be equipped to discuss that. Right. So you just shelve it and you six months later, you check back in and go, you know, has my view of this changed? Yeah. Is there a different way I can approach it? Yeah. Have I learned something in the last year that kind of shifts the way in which I take this idea apart and then go from there? How do you feel about your stand up two years ago looking at it now? Yeah, I mean, I started two years ago, so it was awful. (laughs) The first six months were just uh, me getting used to being comfortable on stage. Yep. And uh, the crazy thing is, one of the very first ideas I wrote down, uh, I didn't get it to work. um, And then I shelved it for a year and a half, and then I brought it back. And then it ended up being one of the bits in Raw that I used. So it it was kind of... fun to look at you know okay this was one of the very i I was like there's something there yeah but uh i was so new that i didn't know how to write it and then i came back and when i was going through my notes i was like all right maybe something about this and then i workshopped it at a few gigs and then it started to work that's awesome Mm. um so what does comedy bring to your life that that other activities don't other things that you engage in 
Why comedy? Um, I think it's just honest, you know? Yeah. It's good. You um, you can say messed up things. Yeah. And as long as you <laughs> have a train of thought that sort of justifies it, it uh, it makes people laugh. And, yeah. And so that's kind of nice because you don't have to sugarcoat your ideas, your thoughts, and yeah. kind of like... The, the context of a comedy show means that you're not immediately going to be on board with everything that's going to be said. Yeah. And so people come in with that and then that becomes a good area to just explore and see where you can take them. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you're sitting in a meeting room, you can't be like... Standards and expectations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so yeah, resonate with that. Mm. It's rebellious. I feel like it teaches you how to be more rebellious in your life outside of comedy. Do you find? Yeah, it makes you more comfortable as well. Yeah. Um, and I've found um, that, especially at work and things, I just get away with shit more be- <laughs> because I'm a comedian. Yeah, that's so good. They're like, ah, ah that's cheeky, Siraj, saying that. He's a- but if the dude next to me said that, they'd be like, we need to talk to HR about this guy. <laughs> no way. Which is great, which is perfect. You and, get this kind of license to just mess around. That's so good. And what's your current workplace, just so our listeners can relate a bit to that as well? Oh, I'm just uh, an engineer in the valley over here. Yeah. So, um, you know. Pencil pushing, nine to five, exciting. It's the best when like at the morning teas and stuff, uh, <laughs> colleagues. That. That's uh, the best part of the day. Yeah. Amen, man. <laughs> Everyone relates to that. <laughs> but what I like is when um, colleagues and stuff ask me like, oh, would you rather be an engineer or a comedian? Like, what do you think, man? <laughs> you think I want to sit here with these double screens and like respond to a hundred emails a day? Like... Like, really inspect, like, what, <laughs> what you're asking me. And, of course, I have to be like, oh, you know, I like both things. Uh, I also like, you're you Because you're being know, watched. Yeah, eyes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I also enjoy coming into work to applause, but also coming into work to, like, <laughs> deadlines. They're equally fun things. Like, like who, who in their right minds, like, you know what? I, I like stand-up, but really, Excel is where I really... Find my <laughs> where you excel. Yeah, that's my niche. <laughs> who who does that? Yep. Oh uh, my gosh. No, I totally get that. Mm. Um. So what makes back to a point you you sort of skimmed over before of mm-hmm. like being comfortable on stage? What makes you feel comfortable on stage? Um, I think what uh, ends up happening when you start is um you you don't know what's gonna work at all. Yeah. <coughs> and that stays there throughout, but. Uh, once you hit like five minutes of stuff that sort of works, yeah, uh, you can fall into the habit of clinging to that mm. uh, and making sure that you do well. Yeah. But then when you get comfortable with the idea that things you put out may not do well and you stay in that pocket, that's when you're comfortable. Yeah. So you, um, if you're bombing up there and yeah. you decide not to uh, do jokes that are guaranteed to work yeah and you stay in the pocket and <laughs> test out your new stuff yeah that's when you're like all right then you've genuinely found some comfort because yeah. because you know the things that work are gonna work yeah and here you're and there it's to play the fun with it. in that right there's yeah. no risk there exactly um i think too something 
that I've sort of come at even in the last couple of months Mm -hmm. um, just in terms of being on stage, um, speaking in front of a large crowd. Uh, There's like a few strategies I've played with recently Uh in just like getting my mind to a new place with being comfortable. Okay. One is – this is going to sound so corny. Okay. And like – quite a spiritual <laughs> take on things. I want to hear this now. But I I like to just um, think of everyone as their inner child. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's much less intimidating to me okay. than looking at a group of grown-ups that yeah. have all these preconceived judgments and ideas of what I should be and what they should find funny and what's good and what's bad. Yeah. You know, like when I teach um, kids, I teach like the arts to kids and, um, and you know, like what I love about that is that if they're not liking something, they'll just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, that sucks. You know what I mean? And they've already forgotten about it. You know, yeah. they don't hold it against you. Yeah. Um, and if they enjoy something, you can just see that in them. Yeah. So I find like if I think about that when I'm, when I'm in front of an audience, yeah, it just puts me in a more comfortable place. I yeah. feel just like less intimidated by the other layers of stuff, which like I don't necessarily get. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but as an adult, like, there's still stuff that baffles me about judgments and standards and expectations from other people. I'm like, I don't know what you expect of me to be. Like, exactly. I'm just me, you know? Yeah. Um, so I find that really helpful. And 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 I've, I've definitely been sitting more into, like, that feeling of, like, judgment. Like, yeah. being on stage and feeling... I don't know if if it's just me, but I can always get a sense for how people feel about me in right. that moment. Yeah. Like whether they're like on board with me or whether they're a bit like judgy or whether they're like, I don't want to like you. Yeah. <laughs> and just like sitting into those uncomfortable feelings on stage when they yeah. arise as well from like the vibe from the room. Yeah. Um, I think you like the um, idea of imagining their inner child because that's a level of honesty from the crowd then yeah because they're you know you're thinking they're just gonna uh not have unnecessary barriers and layers and they'll just be so the back and forth will be more comfortable or even just like for me potentially as well the way that that comes through in the way i present myself is that i'm speaking directly to you i'm not acknowledging all the other stuff, yeah. all the other layers of complicated yeah. <laughs> stuff that I don't want to relate to. And exactly. maybe that helps as well. But yeah, um, yeah. and I think, um, oh, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> and that was the thought that just flew away. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and um, what else was I going to say too? Um, is there like... Do you ever think about a larger impact that you'd like to have on a crowd or on comics around you or like when you when you ask the big life questions like if you want if you wanted to leave a mark yeah. that's beyond making someone laugh in that moment yeah what would that be um my one of my favorite comedians going around right now Gerard Carmichael okay. in uh, in America he puts it really well in that uh the main idea has to be to expand consciousness. Yeah. Um, so Gerard looks at stand-up in a way that um, you try to say something important, try to say something interesting, yeah, and try to expand consciousness. Oh, that's so good. And he's fantastic. Uh, his HBO special called Eight, it's on YouTube. Yeah. 
and you should check it out. I've listened Definitely. to it about five, six times. Nice. And uh, that's, you know, like I like to watch a special once, but yeah. If I'm crazy about it, then I'll just rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it because yeah. um just the the pacing with which he goes, the uh ideas he explores and uh the structure of his thoughts are so interesting. Right. Uh it's more than just um, you know, a punchy um headline spot or whatever. Yeah. Uh where at the end of it you could have laughed heaps but then you don't remember any anything from it yeah whereas things gerard talks about i think of like a month after i listened to it yeah stuff. and that's what's brilliant he's really really good that's cool so um i want to get to that point where i can write jokes around um any topic mm-hmm. and so i don't um allow my material to be informed by what i can write about but rather i pick what i want to talk about yep. and then write jokes around it love that and are there certain sort of issues and and ideas that you'd like to to bring that attention to and expand consciousness of yeah i'm starting to play with that um i'm still trying to figure that out yeah. like i still don't fully know what i care about yeah right <laughs> so um that's that's interesting for me where it's like all right cuz a lot of people uh will be like you know i'm heavily opinionated about this and this yeah, and that yeah yeah i i don't know yeah. so what i'm doing is i'm just picking random social issues yeah writing about them nice and seeing if i feel something that's really cool and uh it's been fun like that yeah sweet i saw <laughs> I, so in some of the background check that uh-huh. i did <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> just to freak you out uh-huh. um it didn't even look like it freaked you out, Siraj. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do better. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my I'm losing my touch. Um, so you did a gig. Uh, laughter is still the best medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was in support of world wellness groups helping medical needs of asylum seekers, which yeah. really grabbed my attention because I was like, "That is really cool." Yeah. Um, is that is that something that you ha- feel passionate about, or how did you, um, yeah, how did you end up at that gig? Yeah. In fact, um, they just called me and they said, "Do you want to be part of this?" And That's awesome. Yeah, and it was an insane lineup as well. So, yeah, that had that was alongside like Judith Lucy and Tom Ballard. Yeah. And Did I was you get like, to hang with those guys? Yeah, we're sitting there in backstage. Yep. Uh just chatting and I was like, "This is surreal." That's like, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was wild. So, I was like, "All right, you know, you want to act like you've been there. You don't yeah. want to like fan out and yeah. be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> You're Tom Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you surprised at any like commonality that you found between yourself and those comedians? Um, yeah. What was good was we were just uh, sitting backstage just talking about life and dating and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And that was really fun where um, we were just chatting like, you know, like we're waiting to go do something. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't like a big, uh, and I think because they're comics as well, they're really comfortable with being, open really quickly yeah so that was that was good uh That's i think awesome. you'll find most comics don't put too many barriers up yeah yeah that's so really cool that was fun that's awesome um i think we might actually play a little game in a bit Let's i do also it. i also heard that you have 
a great Peppa Pig joke? Oh, I, I used to do a Peppa Pig joke. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that in your current sphere? No, I haven't no. I, I mentioned Peppa Pig yeah. in my act now. Yeah. Um but I used to have a completely different bit about how mm. um there used to be spiders in a in an episode of Peppa Pig and how they banned it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So they banned it in Australia. Um Why? because it encouraged playing with spiders. <laughs> And I just thought that was fascinating. So I, that is fascinating. Yeah. So in that bit, I would get really upset about how it got banned. <laughs> and uh, it was fun. It That's was fun. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. How do, you, how do you come across Peppa Pig? Is that- I think it just got to a point where we'd see it everywhere. I think <laughs> Peppa Pig just came to us. <laughs> it was just following you around. Yeah. And uh, maybe so it was... familiar like- with Peppa. You haven't seen it? No. I think maybe it was because we'd have relatives come over with little kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they'd put Peppa Pig on. (laughs) And then I'd just be watching this going, why is this so popular? (laughs) Yeah. And then like um, in the animation style, like both eyes are on the same side of the face. That really upset me. (laughs) Like what is this anatomically incorrect pig doing? Getting ratings like this. How many eyes? No, it has two eyes, but they're both on like the right side or whatever. Right. Like whatever's facing camera. So like, is that like both four eyes? eyes? No, no, there's nothing on the other side. When Just the, nothing. When Do the they pig, ever show that side of the pig? When the pig turns, <laughs> the eyes kind of turn with it. <laughs> it's really, it's freaky. Like some kind of an alien pig. Oh yeah, yeah. It, if they made like a a live action version of it, that would be like rated R because it would be. <laughs> It would be really weird. Just really upsetting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and now it's... It's, it's uh, a real issue. Like, yeah. These, you know, these I, are the I world issues where the, we've got to I talk about the big things. These, these are the <laughs> things I expand consciousness about. Asylum. Yeah. Eyes on pigs' faces. Exactly. Like Lenny Bruce went to jail for his jokes, whereas I'm bringing the real issues here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking totally. about cartoons <laughs> that kids are watching. <laughs> We're breaking down barriers. Yeah, it's it's mm. got to be discussed. <laughs> How else are we going to be progressive? That's right. Um, we're going to have some like groovy circus theme music. Okay. <laughs> Just as a forewarning. Uh-huh. Um, and then we'll be back with a bit of a fun game. Let's do it. That I created this morning. I'm very excited. Perfect. See you soon. And we are back. Um, so the game that we're going to play, Siraj, is mm-hmm. a game of likes. Okay. So I've got you to write down some of the things that you like, that yeah. you might like on Instagram or Facebook or just in life. Yeah. You might life like. I have five things here that, I, that are a random collection <laughs> of things that I like. I love how abundant your list is. I was like, you can write as many as you like. Yeah. And you stopped at five. Yeah. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't like as many things as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's plenty. That's All right. quite a few. <laughs> I'm going to give you a drum roll in and then you can reveal your likes. Okay. Let's see if I like your likes. Uh-huh. All right. So ice cream, of course. That's standard. Obvious, yeah. Jordans, like the shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sneakers. Sparkling water. I'm a big fan of that. Nice. Like lightly sparkling, though. Because you can go too far with it. Oh, and a hint of lime? A hint of wild berry. <laughs> to be specific. Yeah. Um, owls. <laughs> I like owls. I think owls are hilarious. I think they're very underrated. In hilarious? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think 
when people are talking about like cute animal videos, owls yeah. get left out. They really do. And uh, is it because they're nocturnal? We're just not accessing them as much. Maybe they're very expressive. You know, their faces <laughs> are like always like surprised. <laughs> their heads can do like fancy things. And when they hop around and run around, it's kind of cool. So I'm a big, big owl fan. Enjoy owls. I am going to have to look into owls. You're going to, yeah. I'll send you owl gifts for days. <laughs> Please do. I will. I've been missing out. Yeah. What and the fifth got? thing is my barber. Shout out to my dude, Tyrone. Um, <laughs> do you, you want to link no, people to him or does that mean that he's going to be less available to you? Yeah, yeah. Now you can, you can hit me up. <laughs> For my barber, yeah, you can get get him through me. Um, but yeah, he's he's for real. I'm gonna go to him before I go to Melbourne. Nice. Yeah. Once you find a barber that you care about and you trust, oh, it's it's magic. It's important. Yeah, I'll be there sipping on sparkling water with Jordans, having just had ice cream, <laughs> watching owl videos while he cuts my hair. Oh my god, that sounds like your bliss, man. That sounds perfect, actually. <laughs> okay, now here's the real question. Uh huh. In what circumstance, one at a time through the list, in okay. what circumstance would you dislike your like? Oh, uh, okay. So, so right. Yeah. In right. What, what would have to be the circumstance for you to dislike ice cream? Mm. If it's mint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't like mint. When Get people, it out of here. Yeah. yeah. Get out. Get like, out of here. Yeah. Mint. Yeah. It's like I'm eating Colgate. Why is that a thing? Why why is ice cream ice cream is like they they nailed it the first time around. You know, chocolate, vanilla, caramel, they 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 nailed it. They hit it out of the park. And then people trying to experiment with that. Like what if it tastes like my toothpaste? Like, no, like let's not do that. Do you think they were trying to multi purpose that shit? Maybe. Maybe they were like, This is dessert. This is the last thing you have. Maybe you can get a run up into your teeth cleaning yeah yeah yeah. i think that nice kind of transition yeah i uh i don't know why they did that but uh yeah mint ice cream i don't like you what about chalk mint does that kind of level that, it out? that's still yeah it's still mostly mint isn't it <laughs> it's still shit yeah, yeah. boo boo <laughs> yeah, mint, <laughs> mint ice cream is not What's your what's your next one? Jordans, my shoes. Yeah. yeah. In what instance would you dislike Jordans? That would be really hard. I can't. I'm, I gotta. I gotta think here. When yeah. would I not like Jordans? Maybe if it like um, came attached with a photo of the kid that had to make it. <laughs> then. Oh my god! I'm not <laughs> laughing right now. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's like you know, Timor had to you know you know learn for three months how to stitch. <laughs> And like, this is a photo of the factory. Oh my God, I'm like crying on the inside and laughing on the outside. I'm so confused right then now. Then I'd be like, I'd still, I'd still wear it <laughs> because I wouldn't want his efforts to be in vain. Oh, I'm but crying. I, yeah, <laughs> so is Timor. I mean. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, but yeah, I think then it would That's kind fair. of take the edge off a little bit. They should add that into the marketing campaign. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it would affect sales. Yeah, but uh, it would be Do you be reckon people would stop? I don't think so. It would be like the smoking situation yeah. where you put the toes, the yeah. rotten toes, still, on the packet. People still buy cigarettes. They do. Yeah. yeah, it's just it just it just makes it less enjoyable. Yeah, or I mean, it might even flip around, and like a certain factory workers might mm. be like better at making the shoes. So they'd be like, I'm only after ones made by Timor because he knows <gasps> how to put them together. Oh. <gasps> 
So then like he goes in demand and then uh, oh. then there's like knockoffs, like the copycats. <laughs> like this isn't made by the Same old, child no, worker. Old. Yeah, that I was aspiring to get my shoes made by. Oh, you fair know? trade, man. It kills yeah, me. it can be tricky. I mean, not fair trade. Sorry, kills me. I, I hate when it's ethical. No, yeah. I mean, the lack of fair trade kills me. It's like this shoe is made ethically, crying. and it's like you're like, this isn't good. This isn't. Where's where's the you know where's the suffering where's that the went hurt? into making it good? Where's the hurt that I can relate to? Exactly. In a very vague. Where's the emotion behind the shoe? Privileged form. Yeah. Yeah. This was made by a machine. Oh, this felt nothing. Kills me. Yeah. Kills me inside. All right. Let's move on to the next one before I start crying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's our next one? Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Yeah. Um, I think we touched on that when it's, too when much. it's too much, when it's mm-hmm. too carbonated. Too bubbly. Yeah. Um. What are the side effects of that? Nothing. Just, I think. Burps? Yeah. I think that's about <laughs> it. Cause, um, it just, ta- it just robs you of the, cause when it's flat water yeah. and you're like, all right, this is hydrating. This is fine. Yeah. When it's lightly sparkling, you're like, this is a perfect little like salsa dance happening in my mouth right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And then when there's too much, you're like, this this is a, a, a struggle it's to like consume. A, like a salsa dancer on Coke. Yeah, it's exactly. It's too much. Yeah. Like We've a, seen a dance that's just way too full on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, intimidating. Yeah, they're too into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, wow, I haven't started yet. Exactly. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think fully sparkling water starts at like 100 and it doesn't bring you along. Yeah. Lightly sparkling is mm, like... Here, takes you here, with it. Yeah. You should totally market that. I should, yeah. <laughs> That's a really great marketing campaign. <laughs> and your next one? Owls. Owls. How could I hit owls? I kind of hit owls. You Maybe just can't. Mm, yeah. Is that your totem animal? Would you say? Yeah, I guess so. Um, wisdom. Yeah, are owls associated Thinking? with wisdom? I think so. Okay. Maybe. I don't know why. Maybe Is it because they're they, like Ooh, they're really good at watching their back, like never get stabbed in the back. Mm. They're like, yeah, but do they? What do you mean? Get stabbed in the back? Like I don't know. I'm not an owl. No, they don't because they're so good <laughs> at looking out with their 360 neck rotations. Is that the yeah. What? What? Wait a minute. 360. Well, well, not 360. <laughs> but are they zombie owls? <laughs> but they can How turn the, they do that? But they can turn the necks all the way around. Oh, my God. You've seen that, right? I don't think I have. You've never seen an owl turn its neck? Oh, my God, no. I'm going to change your life. Okay, I... I'm going to pull up a video. Stop the show. Yeah, no, look, you got to... We're going to have you reacting to an <laughs> owl rotate. You've never seen an owl rotate its head? No. You're going to love this. That's nuts. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, here you go. This is hopefully. There you go. Yeah, I'm just gonna witness this. Ah, what? How good is that? That's not real. It spins its head. That is not real. Owls have like a weird neck thing where they can like fully <laughs> turn it around. It's wild. Like it looks got, like a robot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's brilliant. Oh my god. Look at that. Oh, look at that. God damn. What a beast. <laughs> That's terrifying. How awesome is that? that Imagine is... if you were half human, half owl. Yeah. And see, like, and he doesn't even look phased. He just, like, did a quick little... <laughs> Quick little sweep of the area. I think that's the thing that scares me. It kind of looks like a robotic, just like... Yeah, yeah. I'm so comfortable spin. with it. That's one of the reasons I really like owls. 
I could, I could, I should do a whole set about my fandom of owls. Please do. Yeah. And then your promotional footage can just be <laughs> you standing with your back to the yeah. audience, and then your head just spinning like an owl. Exactly. To yes. <laughs> terrifying and then one of the venues at adelaide fringe is the howling <laughs> owl so i could do my festival show there oh, yes it's all coming together and what about your last thing so my we barber. can't turn you against owls there's yeah. no coming between you and owls yeah but what what would turn you against your barber mm. sometimes he's he's not at work i don't like that <laughs> i like him to be fully at my disposal he, he goes and like you know spends time with his family and things which oh. is like Incredibly selfish. Disgusting. Where is where is the consideration for my hair? <laughs> he should be perpetually like... Yeah. He should be on call. Yeah. I don't know why he does that. Like hair grows fast. Yeah. Sometimes he goes on holidays. Yeah. He thinks he has a life. It's unacceptable. <laughs> I want his <laughs> skills to be fully like... You know how they like people travel with their trainers? Yeah. I want to travel with my barber. That's great. Just like... Every couple does of months. Does he do your face as well? Yeah, he does everything. He's That's very crazy. good. He's See, very I good. want my hairdresser to shave my legs for me. Yeah, you got Have you asked? No. Well, you should. I should. Yeah. Multitasking. You never know. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I mean, they wax legs. Yeah. But you don't pay for people to shave your legs. But that's how lazy I am. Oh, no, no. I'm incredibly lazy. I'm mm. uh, so lazy that uh, I saw a um, cockroach in my bathroom. Yeah. And then I went outside and I Googled uh, cockroach <laughs> life expectancy. So I could just <laughs> use a different bathroom for however long that thing was going to live for. But apparently they live for ages. Like I had to deal with it. And they won't die. Yeah. They're known for their resilience. Yeah. So (laughs) I had to, yeah, I had to like deal with it. I couldn't be like, okay, that area is cordoned off for the next like three, four days. (laughs) You do the yellow tape. Yeah. Yeah. The police tape. (laughs) And then. uh, Like it's a crime scene. Yeah. There's a murderer on the loose. Oh yeah. There's nothing more frightening than when you see a cockroach take flight. Cause you know, some of those that fly. Yeah. It's like that was that was clearly spawned by the devil. Like, what they is that? Are terrifying. That is the worst thing. They are terrifying, aren't they? And I don't know. I don't quite know why they're so grotesque. Yeah, no, it's but because they just are. yeah, you you want you're like, all right, that's disgusting, but I hope it stays on the ground. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I can fly. And you're like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, like, I can't fly. Why should you be out of exactly? Fly? Why does this grotesque insect <laughs> get the power of flight? And it's also like its color as well. Yeah, it's like just close enough to poo color to be disturbing. Oh, it's the worst. Like you're like, I don't want you near me. What yeah. are you carrying? Exactly. And it's uh, imagine yeah. a cockroach pigeon. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, sounds frightening. Repulsive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to trying to scare your listeners into never sleeping again? <laughs> I'm just thinking of, you know, like the creatures that are the same in that, like, yeah, they are just grotesque enough to be really grotesque. Yeah. Like when I first came to Australia, I didn't know what magpies were and I got swooped by one and I I thought it was a diseased crow. (laughs) So I kept running. I ran for like 150 meters because I thought it was a crow with like a skin disease. And then someone was like, no, that's that's a magpie. They're meant to be like white and black. I was like, oh, shit. I just realized they're kind of like. A, a, a bird version of a cow. Yeah, yeah. With like the pattern. Exactly. Maybe if I hadn't seen that before, I'd be like, what the hell are you? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I was very concerned. 
because you know you don't want like some kind of and then when I saw like more of them I was like okay that seems like a consistent thing okay you don't want like the <laughs> only weird diseased crow you don't want to be bit by like a spider that's like glowing because yeah. like they might not have they might not have all the medical papers to back up what to do next exactly they're like what was that what bit you yeah and no, we we've never heard of that that may or may not be real yeah <laughs> whatever disease you're gonna get now we're gonna name after you <laughs> So I hope you enjoy that. Like, you know, we, we won't be able to fix it, obviously. But in future, when people get that condition, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you got that. That yeah. guy, you died. Yeah. You had a shit time. Yeah. Have you ever had a medical condition like that? I have. What do you mean? Like, that where named you're just like you? so rare that you're just like, what, really? why am I the, the guinea what do you, for what this have you disease? Had? Well, I had this rare thing where it was like a hip tumor in my bone. Jesus. That wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't Too much hula hooping? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Not that I know of. Right. <laughs> so it was like it was malig. It wasn't malignant. Okay. Which is the weird part, but it was benign. But it kind of wasn't because benign infers that like it wasn't doing anything. Right. It totally was. It had like it was a tumor in my hip bone that secreted pain fluid that would shoot all the way down my leg. Jesus. Makes no sense. And it was most active when I was active or when I was sleeping, right. which is just like the most inconsiderate times to be a tumor. Yeah. So rude. So what happened? Um, so like that was the thing because it wasn't a common thing. And apparently it was just a disease um, mostly known for being related to old men. Yeah. That's what it. I, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I'm, I'm neither of those things. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> We'll give it time. <laughs> yeah, there's hope. Yeah. Um, and so, and because it was so rare, it took them like a year to work out what the hell it was. Right. And up until that point, people just thought I was insane. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing was, it made me consider like what it would have been to be like, you know, um, having that condition like a hundred years ago when we yeah. didn't have the medical science to back up the fact that I wasn't just a nut. Yeah. Because up until that point, people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. you're just hobbling all of a sudden and you've just collapsed on the ground and you're just like a crazy drama queen making yeah. shit up. But You'd just be diagnosed with hysteria. <laughs> And, and they'd give you, like, uh, whiskey. It, it, I'd be sent to the doctor for an orgasm. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, here's a whiskey. It just didn't fix it. Yeah. It's like, what is, what is the plan here? And that's the thing. Like, so, because, it, yeah, because, and it just made me think, like, that's insane. Like, oh, yeah. I was so lucky at that point for it to have finally been diagnosed. Because mm. if it hadn't, I got to the point where a year down the track of the doctor saying, this doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You that I, I believe that I was making it up. So yeah. I just was essentially on my way to being like Crazy. mentally insane. Yeah. And yeah, it just made me have so much like empathy for people dealing with that sort of stuff pre-medical knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. That would have been nuts. Being a doctor back then was so chill. You could just do whatever. Like, yeah, it's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just prescribe like cocaine or heroin <laughs> yeah. or whatever. They just give that out all the time. See if that works. Yeah. Could be rabies. Yeah. Could be a cold. Yeah. Could and then be... like your, your um, patients aren't going to complain that you're giving them heroin. They're like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> like it's doing something. I yeah. don't know if it's exactly. hearing the It's thing. got my mind off my hip. Could be a cold, could be the black plague. I yeah, don't know. either way. 
Jeez. Mm. Yeah. What can you do? Look, I don't. Yeah, and look, I don't know, and I, I don't really know where I'm going from here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where can you go from the Black Plague? Really, just, not a lot of places. Let's just do like a big shout out for the medical profession. Yeah. How far it's come. Yeah. Exactly. Let's celebrate that we can uh, you know, live beyond 25. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the bonuses. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was it's, fun. It's been so nice. It's been and good. Massive congrats to you for your your the raw final oh, success. Oh, it's too kind. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all the best for in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, for our listeners that want to follow you and are interested in seeing some of your gigs, mm-hmm. like you're probably doing gigs regularly, are you? Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Groovy. So if they want to come along to some of the things that you're doing and follow you online, how can they do that? Yeah. Facebook, Suraj Kolaka, S-U-R-A-J and Kolaka, K-O-L-A-R-K-A-R. Hit me up. Ask me. Awesome. Too easy. Facebook and Insta. Are you on Insta? Yeah. Same same name. Groovy. Are you on Twitter, Twitter? I'm on Twitter, but I never tweet because <laughs> what's the point? Like nobody sees it. Don't it's, tweet. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Raw comedy. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I went there. That's the high note we got to close on. We got <laughs> to shut it down now. We got to go watch three hours of owl videos. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I just found something better to do. I'm seeing a rotating head of an owl. Oh, the best. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um, I've had a great time with you listening in. I just... I can just feel the love um, through the radio waves. Have a great week. Stay in good humour and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Signing off. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.